Nick, I really think we should have a legendary intro, like Friends, or Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Or like Different World, it's awful. But this isn't television. And we got no damn money. <laughs> Those guys talk. They had to give you real insight from everyday men. Sports, politics, and a lot of randomness. And you know what? I keeps it real. We're the experts of nothing. Those guys talk. Nick, I really come everyone. Episode 2, Those Guys Talk. I am Donald, sitting here with my co-host. Nick Taylor, are you ready to do another round? Are you ready? I think I'm ready. I just want to let the fans know. I'm we had. Kill, a, I'm going to kill you again. I, I, why are you so aggressive all of a sudden? I'm in the mood today. Okay, okay. I think it's the listeners should know we just took a shot. Uh, we're okay. not going to say what brand because they not have, they have not paid us yet. There's no advertising money it's coming dark. in, but it's dark. Uh, I want the fans to know we had a topic lined up. It rhymes with Kenny. <laughs> but Nick... Uh, sent me a message yesterday and said we have to do this topic everybody's so everybody's talking about it let's we're gonna go into this topic uh we're gonna once and for all because this this conversation will go forever okay well we're gonna line it up to our moderator albert in reference to the goat conversation in basketball who's the goat I, I, I think you should start. This is your topic. You really you know wanted it. to speak you about the goat. It. And let me let, let the female listeners know, a goat, greatest of all time, basketball player. We're not talking about pop music. That'll be another topic or, from week eight. Well, for you Jamaicans, we're not talking about like curry goat and, and or buju bantan. We're not. We're not. We're not talking about all that. Right, right, we're talking about right. basketball. All right. So I'm gonna go with this. We're gonna start with the people that are involved in this conversation. And I think it is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. LeBron James. LeBron James. Kareem Kareem. Kareem. Jabbar. Uh, Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Are you okay to my I'm I, I can't put Bill Russell in there. You you that was in nineteen thirty two, before the Civil War, I I would I would love to have fans in Massachusetts, so I'm going to put Bill Russell. Bill Russell's in. All right, let's, all right. We we would he love to. Right. We want to build this right, brand. I'm gonna tell you why Bill Russell. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep him out early. I mean, he could be six, but let's not count him out. Okay. To all my he fans won, in, in Bean Town. Championships. Eleven. Three as a player Five coach. Five MVP. Uh, as a player coach. It was 18s, bro. That. Uh, I can't go with him. Those eight teams, the competition wasn't like it was. His team was loaded in Boston. It was only like, how can I put him in the GOAT conversation? But he played against his era. I can't I can't convict him for playing against the people that he was in front of. To everyone in Boston, I love Jason Tatum. Go ahead. Okay, so I can't convict him for who he played against, but that era with only eight teams, they're going to the championship every year. They had the best team. They had four Hall of Famers or three Hall of Famers every time on their team. Nobody could contend with them. They won 11 out of 12, except for Rick Berry. Rick Berry had a trying, which was balling. It did his thing. Well, not Rick Berry. Yeah, yeah Rick Berry. All right. One of them berries. Okay. All of Rick Berry brought oh. Who's your goat? You're, you're rambling right. now. Oh, okay. You're rambling. I'm rambling, huh? All right, I just got him out, though. You're rambling. Who's My goat. Your goat. Nick. Nicholas Anthony I'm on Taylor. I'm on the clock. Who's your goat? <sighs> Greatest of all time. Best See, that's why. Because I, I can make a conversation for everybody. So I'm that's, that guy. I'm that guy. Yeah, I'm that guy. All right, I'm going. I'm picking. Let's not do Gun this. Gun to my head. Gun to my head. Gun to your head. Mm, LeBron James. F- 
fuck out of here. I said it. LeBron James. Oh, you're going to have to back this. You know what? LeBron James. Okay, four championships. Four. Three different teams. Three different teams. Back to back with Miami. Back to back with Miami. Should have been. Should have won four. I'm not. My only, my only problem, and that I'm gonna put an X on LeBron. Wait, you just said three Pete. They didn't win three. I said they should have. Okay. But my only problem with LeBron was that Maverick series. So I'm gonna throw that one out. That's the only problem. Okay. That's the only problem you have with LeBron. Yeah. Interesting. It happened. Because he gave up in Boston in 2010 as well. But okay. No, he did not. He gave up. He averaged 27. Uh, Okay. Eleven and freaking okay. seven. Like, how is that giving up? Nobody else played. He's by himself. Cut that up. So LeBron James, my my thing with LeBron James is he can do everything on the court. He can guard your best player from one to five. Name another player who can do that. Oh, you can't. Okay, I thought so. You're looking I'm, stupid. I'm not Thank gonna. You. I'm not gonna okay. stop you from talking. He can guard one to five. He can score. They say, oh, he can't score. He's not a a scorer like that. Average is twenty seven a year. In his sleep, he wakes up and averages 27. In his sleep? In his sleep. He just gets up, oh, 27 points. LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how he wakes up. And you know what, he, what else he does with those? He gives you eight assists a game over his career. And then he also can give you eight boards because he could do that too because he go bang with the big boys. But he can also go guard Derrick Rose. Check, check the tape. 2012. He only said Derrick Rose because I'm a diehard Chicago Bulls No, I'm just telling you, his... I'm telling you how you know what he can do. Okay. How multi-talented he is on 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 defense. What he else? Guard everybody. What else? So he's the best passer. One of the best passers because he can see everything. Okay. He's at six nine. He can see everything, but he's naturally a passer. So everybody say he's Magic Johnson, but I say he's Magic Johnson and Jordan. So you give me somebody that's Magic Johnson wow. and Jordan. How can you not be the goat? Wow. Is is that is is that it? No, no. I want you to come back. Okay. I'm gonna come back here. Why? Okay. Okay. More things. I just want you to say things. As as my listeners, if you paid attention to episode one, you would know that I'm a diehard Chicago Bulls fan. With that being said, of course I'm going with Michael Jordan. Okay. I I was raised in the '90s, um, as you were, yeah. uh, Nicholas Taylor. Okay. Uh, so we got a chance to actually see yeah. Michael yeah. Jordan. Yeah. When I speak to uh, my nephew, younger cousins who were born in. 2003 2006 They know about the sneakers Yeah the sneakers They have no clue Who he was So when The Last Dance came out I I was a bit um, Hesitant to it Because It was was theater though Watching it They had to create This level of excitement In theater But it wasn't basketball Okay Last Dance was about a story Yeah of course but you didn't really get a chance to see, see was yeah. basketball. The things you didn't get to see as a, a fan because you're not in the locker room. You don't know what goes on behind. And that's back then that that's era. that's Me cool. Now we get to see it every day. Yeah, but, but we didn't uh, get a chance to see court, that. But I'm thinking about when we grew up in the '90s, mm-hmm. the excitement we had. To see the Chicago Bulls play, like think about that. I, I know you're a LeBron fan. I know you're a Bulls fan. No, no, I know you're a Heat fan. I'm a Bulls fan, but the excitement. Aside, but I have to say this. Uh, Nicholas Taylor, my co-host, made the best presentation as a child of Michael Jordan. So I just want to throw that out there. He was the biggest Michael Jordan fan. I was. Okay. I so I want to be. I want to be like Michael. It was on the commercial. They, they, the commercial told me to be like Michael, so I wanted to be like. Don't blame marketing. <laughs> 
<laughs> don't blame, blame don't blame savvy marketing okay. for that. You so, hey, I had got a ball head, bro. You did? Yeah, third grade. You got a ball head? Yeah. Wow, yeah. I, I never went that far. I got a ball head. Hey. Yeah. Wow. You didn't have lice, so you just got a bald head to have them. Bald head. Wow. It'd be like I had my little twelves, the black and red. Wow. I think because I'm not in all into Jordan like that. I think they were twelves. That's a real. Popular. So that was the decision the you black made. Black and red was that he wore in 1998 to get a bald head. Yeah. Wow. And that's what kids would slap their heads, boy. You go for it. Oh, slap, foul, you boy, straight off, you boy. Hey. It was a tough times back then. Okay. But I thought I was Mike. I was like, getting the buckets too in middle in elementary, boy. I'll play the fifth grade sport in the third grade. We're not going to relive okay. Okay. your grade okay. school okay. highlights. Okay. okay. Back to Michael. Now, the reason I can't give LeBron GOAT status. Okay. Because I genuinely feel LeBron had freedom. Because of other athletes. And I'm going to say this because... Okay, you lost me there. Come on, kick it. Free agency was created because of one player, Oscar Robinson. Oscar Robinson created free agency. Okay. Michael Jordan, when he came back... Uh Michael Jordan was never a free agent. He never had the ability to be a free agent. He built it in Chicago, never left. No, no, no. no. You have to listen to what I'm saying. Okay, if Michael Jordan came back in 95 and decided, I want to play for the Knicks Orlando. or Orlando, <laughs> do you not think that team would have won a championship? I don't know, because I didn't see it. Fucking blasphemy. I don't know. Wow. Okay, okay. Maybe so let's just say, okay. Oh, my. But Scotty didn't win on his own. Jordan didn't win without Scotty. Okay. Oh shoot! Okay. There you go. That's the. So let's problem. give. That's another. No. So let's give Michael Jordan a young Anthony Penny Hardaway and Shaquille O'Neal. They do not win the championship. Hmm. Please, 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 <laughs> please okay, stop! Okay, so, stop! Okay, so stop! I put him on their team, stop. and I give, I give Scottie Pippen to uh, to the Lakers. With him and Magic, or I give him with, with, with Clyde the Glide back then. I mean, you think they beat Penny and I, Shaq I, <laughs> with Michael? St- All right, bro, but that's come on. You get you. Okay, play, okay, play, okay. Play Listen, right, back then it was it was too like. All right, today basketball has changed. You okay. have to have a couple other. Okay, players. I'm let let me get to where I was going okay, to. I'm, I'm on a detour. In 2010, LeBron James got with two of arguably the top 15 players. Okay. Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Bosh. I don't know. Top 15 because he was on Toronto. Oh, Maybe my. When he got to the heat, he was top 25. I'm going to go there. I'm going to say that. Okay, go ahead. Mike. Okay. Go ahead. So, if Mike, Mikey as I like to call him, um, if Mikey came back in 95, and, and let's just say Mikey did what players do now, uh, signed a two-year deal with the player option after one, came back in 95, came back in 95, y'all see my face. and played with Orlando, y'all see my face with this. won the championship, inevitably, because he was playing with Penny and Shaq, and then says, you know what? <laughs> I don't want to opt in. I don't care about Mickey Mouse in Orlando. I want to go win somewhere else. So now it's 96, 97. 
Where does he go? Hey, I like the West Coast. I'm going to go play in Seattle with Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. And when's the, when's the third? Okay. Michael Jordan with the freedom could have won championships on seven different teams. I don't know. He might have quit. Fact. He might have played baseball. That is a Donald's fact. He might have to play baseball. That's a Donald's fact. He might have said, hey, I don't feel like playing with Kevin That's a Donald's fact. I'm going to go play baseball. That's a Donald's fact. Or I'm going to go gamble. For the listeners out there, Donald's facts are facts that aren't able to be determined with science or facts but it's what donald says what so they're donald's facts okay. so if you agree with me they're true okay so a donald fact is oh, wow. michael would have won on multiple teams the reason why i can i can absolutely never give lebron the goat status is because lebron you, you made a comment and you said LeBron can guard everyone on the court. Yeah, he can. That wasn't true nope. until Miami Heat. <laughs> he didn't learn how to effectively play defense until year nine. Year? You think in Miami that's when he learned how to play defense? So, you, so you're telling me by year four or five in Cleveland he wasn't playing good defense? I'm speaking about great. Did you say a palm pilot? (laughs) I'm speaking about great defense. Michael Jordan won Defensive Player of the Year before he won a championship. That's a fact. LeBron James didn't learn how to be an amazing defensive player Uh until he was with other amazing defensive players. Dwayne. I'm actually. I'm actually question. Was he he was what? What team? I don't know. What team was he? Was he team? Was he first team defensive player? That's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. What year? One of them years. One of them years. One of them. You should have been prepared. But like I was saying, so all defense means he's a so he has to be he has to get an award to show that he played defense. Not at all. You know I don't live in that realm where awards mean okay. success. Okay. I don't live with that. Okay, like these 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 awards. media analysts, you you don't want a championship, you're scrub. I don't think that, that way. Yeah, shouldn't have got awards just because. They I didn't believe Giannis was the defensive player of the year this year. Oh, no no no, Giannis did it just think. I didn't believe that. I believed AD did. I that's my Giannis belief. Thing, but because we got to see AD. Take that mantle in the, in the playoffs and the finals and guard Jimmy Butler and other That's just my belief. To be honest, his knock was, oh, do whatever the coach said, tells me to do. And he didn't there was a year him. that Kawhi won and I thought Draymond Green should have won. Oh, Kawhi's a beast. I thought <laughs> that year with the eye test, Draymond was better. But that's neither here nor there. We're, we're on Mike okay, and Bron. Let's get that I just feel like... Michael and most of the facets of the game that are important. Okay. And what's that? Defensiveness. Okay. Aggression. Okay. Killer mentality, which the young kids, the the young kids are are now calling Mamba mentality. mentality. Uh, Rest in peace, Kobe. Rest in peace, Kobe. I can't kill you with a smile. Okay. I I know. I think. Mike had more of it. I'm not one of those idiots that are gonna say LeBron doesn't have killer hey, mentality. Oh, you ever got cheated on? Unfortunately, I I was I she have smiling in your face every day. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You don't gotta be a killer mentality in your face all day every day to know that you're a killer. I can smile at you and backstab you and kill you with my kindness. You ain't even know it. 
Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. So, my turn. Back you, to LeBron. You, you just brought up an unfortunate incident <laughs> in my life <laughs> that I didn't want to revisit. So, back to LeBron. So, okay. so, Jordan didn't win without Pippen. That's what everybody says. I seen LeBron take Boogie Gibson. Is that Kisha Cole's husband or what's husband? Boogie? Ben Wallace? Big Z? Uh, Pablo? Pablo? Popovich, or I don't even remember his name anymore. And these were the guys, oh, and oh, Larry Hughes. These were the guys he took to the finals <laughs> in year four at a 22 years old. And then he had to go play against, oh, Timmy, Parker, Ginobili, and the game. And y'all hold that against him. Yeah, of course, Popovich had an easy game plan of, oh, keep him out of the paint because he had nobody else to depend on. Make the rest of them beat him. Okay. So he took that team there. LeBron also took Miami Heat. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Not the first year. Not the second year. The third year. When Wade was gimpy, gimpy, gimpy. I don't even know what Wade that was. He got a little better later on his career. He went and did some offseason. Got a better, better conditioning. Took them to the final. Bosch was just a jump shooter. But he played a pivotal role because he could guard people and hit threes. Whatever, what not, but he wasn't that Bosch from the Raptors that everybody thought. Everybody thought Bosch was going to be a dominant big man on the block. That's not Bosch. That was his game right there. He took that team to the final. They got killed by San Antonio because not Dan- third year. They won the third no, year. No, about the, the fourth, fourth year. year. Danny fourth Green year. became Danny. I don't even know, man. Danny from. <laughs> he became know. that in year three, actually. Yeah, year three. And year four was everybody. Yeah, it was everybody. Yeah. I think. People got contracts from that, bro. Patty Mills was out there shooting. Yeah. Uh, what's the other guy? Oh, my gosh. I forgot his name. Neil. Gary Neil was out there shooting. Gary Neil is secretly uh, a really good player. What's the white guy? Thiago Splitter. The white guy that was out there shooting with the red hair. Oh, my gosh. Bonner. Matt Bonner. Matt Bonner. It was balls over back then. Yeah. Like, it was still threes from everywhere. LeBron with Think about that. He still averaged 30 in that series. They couldn't guard him, but Wade was hobbling. Bosch was... Uh, to Duncan owned him at 50 years old. So LeBron carried that team. Then he went over there to Cleveland. And we find out another thing. Kevin Love is not what Kevin, everybody thought he was in Minnesota. Kevin Love. Oh, y'all gonna say that's because of LeBron? LeBron held him back? No. That's not what happened. He, he brought that team against the best team ever in regular season history. The, the Golden State Warriors with the unanimous MVP Steph Curry let's, and let's, beat them three to one. Let's not you go know down. I love Steph Curry. If he won another championship, he'll be in my goat category. But I'll be another conversation about best point guard ever. But he beat that team, even though Draymond got suspended for a game and that was big. That's still huge to come back from three to one. He did that. Went over there to LA, turned that team around. He got AD, okay, one of the best big men in history. But oh, that guy don't still, just say okay. Okay, LeBron still. Don't just say okay. But the team went as far as LeBron took him. And we know that's facts. Okay. And he did all of those things. And while Jordan was over there struggling with Scotty, I mean, before Scotty, before Scotty, struggling before Scotty, couldn't carry that team anywhere, getting beat up on, crying. Oh, Detroit's beating me up. Are you Detroit's done talking? Are you done speaking? Okay, you've been uh, you know, you've got. been rambling, let's man. See, that Jordan get praised for. Let's see, 1993, they were playing the Knicks. They were down 0-2. Biggest game, and this is gonna lead me to my next topic against LeBron. 
I'm gonna get this Jordan. Biggest game, Jordan goes out there three for 18. You know who carried them that game? They're down 0 2 now against the Knicks in, to go. Big playoff series. 0 2. Okay. 3 for 18 in game three. You know what happened? All the media was coming down on him, and I think he couldn't handle the pressure. Went out there and laid an egg, but his team carried him to a 20 point victory. Did you? So, how would Jordan handle today media? That's a big thing. You have writers and people in your face. You have social media talking about you all day, commenting on you. That's a big thing. And that's that's a, a huge factor today, bro. You can't say you just ignore that. I don't care how great. Oh, Jordan takes that, and he's gonna just just gonna drive him to be better. We don't know that. Okay. The, the, there's um, I think the listeners are are done <laughs> hearing you speak at this point. Okay. Um, there, there's one decision that every athlete individual 7 billion people on this planet can make is not log into your social media or not decide to have a social media page Kawhi Leonard doesn't have a social media page right (laughs) no 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 no, no. listen listen to me Paul George in the bubble stated that he was uh, going through some mental issues I would never make fun of anybody dealing with anything mentally and Stress can be a huge factor on your body, on your mind, the way you go about your your, your regular regimen for success. Yeah. Paul George is on social media. He has different platforms that he uses. Yep. And unfortunately, I can probably bet a few dinners that he checked his Instagram yeah. like an idiot. No offense, Paul George. <laughs> but he read everything that they were saying about him. Okay. And he allowed it to get to him. Kawhi Leonard seems like the type of individual, and and you know, preference this if I'm if I'm wrong. You're you're a professional athlete. If you were off social media, at this point, the only way you can hear about the outside noise is from your inner circle. Yeah. Nick, if you were to tell your inner circle, do not inform me of anything anyone's saying. As a part of your inner circle, reluctantly, unfortunately, I'm I'm stuck with him. I would not inform you of what people are saying. Yeah. So, if Kawhi is telling his inner circle, don't inform me of that, he's never hearing about it. Okay, but he's... No, no, listen. He's never hearing about okay. it. Okay. So, if Mike knew... Yeah. These things were happening, okay. all you have to say is, inner circle, don't inform me okay. of these things. Please watch Mike. Is Mike telling them not to inform him or is Michael looking at it and doing, oh my God, so I'm going to get it back at him. Exactly. Thank okay. you for making my point. Okay. He used everything as inspiration. Okay. So you think if some idiot on Twitter said, you're regular. But that's not one person. You're not Mike. See, it's not one or two people back then. It's a whole, now today, Listen. Okay, listen, listen, and listen. 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 You know, they've been saying this and this listen. about you. How are you handling this? You Listen, at the end of the day, when you sign up to be a professional athlete yeah. and you know in your heart of hearts you're better than good yeah. I'm not talking about I don't want to say names because I don't want to be that type of podcaster that just throws people under the bus yeah. but like people I, like Sean Bradley I don't know who Sha- I don't know where you are anymore Sean Bradley but if you're just a regular guy that's just in the league he's over there ducking to get in his house every day yeah probably <laughs> if you're just a regular guy 
in the league. Just yeah. a regular guy. Chris Dunn. If you're just a regular guy. <laughs> he's a Chicago Bulls. He's not doing anything for okay, me. If you're a regular guy, the pr- you know you're not going to get the pressure that the Bronze and the Kawhis and all these other guys get, right? Yeah. When you know that you're top tier... You know it comes with a level of scrutiny because you know there's twenty to thirty years of that to back it up. You get the blank, you get the wins in a lot. Yes, you're you're signing up for it. Everything so fans, broadcasters, casual viewers don't want to hear you say the pressure of social <laughs> no, media. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear you say that. I, I, I nobody, you man. You supposed to express how you feel. Nobody, you man. Tell the world. But there's some things that you gotta go talk to your therapist about, bro. If you really going through it. Cause Sports therapy is actually extremely lucrative. Oh, and you should because I think when he, like when Paul George, for instance, when he says that, you're bringing another extra scrutiny upon yourself from that you don't need we we don't we know you're playing bad you keep back everyone those guys talk episode two we're flowing into our second topic i'm here again with my co-host nate taylor and we'll drink intermission and ready to go yes yes and we're once again we're not going to shout them out because they have not cut the advertising check uh with that being it rhymes with benny benny (laughs) uh so we're gonna send this off to our moderator Albert. Between Martin and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which influenced the black community more? I'm going to have to start. Um, I think the greatest aspect of television nowadays is streaming services. Uh, Netflix, Peacock, HBO Max, all these great companies have created the ability to be able to jump in the past uh, and, and, you know, jump back to a time where we had no clue these shows were so monumental and influential to us. And in the black community, Fresh Prince and Martin are some of the top pillars for us. Um, Last week when we came up with these topics, because we, you know, we come up with our topics, we have our our, our meetings as a production team and we say what we're going to speak about next week. Uh, I was leaning heavy towards Fresh Prince. And um, last night I did some... Some soul searching, and I realized that um, Martin was extremely impactful. I'm going to start with this one. Martin taught you a lot about the dynamic that you may or may not face with your spouse and your mother. Okay, I'm speaking to the men out there. Um, your mom is going to always feel like you're her baby. Yeah, she is always, especially in the black community. Unfortunately, uh, uh, you get a bad rap for that nowadays. Like, oh, he's a mama. Uh, but that's actually a great thing because uh, if you treat your mom good. I'm gonna treat you good. exactly. But a lot of people don't take that. Way. An unfortunate percentage of black men were raised without fathers. Yeah. Uh, we were lucky enough to have our fathers in our lives, but we know many other men who didn't have their fathers yeah. in their lives. So their mothers were their world. Uh, when you leave your home and you find love. And you you bring the woman home, the staple of approval that you're looking for is from your mother. The number one staple. Yeah. Your friends can like her, love her, hate her, doesn't matter. But if your mother dislikes her, <laughs> she may not come back. You may go to her house, <laughs> but she's not coming back to your home. And I think subconsciously, I didn't realize it was teaching me something about my own life because. There were women in my past that my mother did not like. Yeah. 
and they never made it to lunch <laughs> or dinner. They might have got breakfast, but they didn't get lunch they or had, or dinner. They had to get out. They had to leave <laughs> quickly. Quickly. Before my mama sees. Before my mother sees you. <laughs> and and as you get older, uh, Nick and I are in our early thirties. You realize, wow. A lot of decisions we make are based on our upbringing. Yeah. And even the women we date are based on what we deem as respectable to our mothers. Yeah. So that's one thing we learned from Martin. So. Yeah, we learned that from Martin. And subconsciously, you think back like. But you didn't even know that. Till just you now. had no clue. I, I look back last night like the relationship between Gina, Payne, uh, initially Waters, yeah. and Mama Payne was strained in the beginning. Okay. Uh, Mama Payne didn't think she could take care of her son. Yeah. And she fought for five seasons to show this woman, I can take care of your son. It wasn't enough to Mama Payne that Martin loved her. Yeah. That shit wasn't enough. It was, can you take care of my son without my help? Yeah. And I think but Mama Payne even let her do it. Like that's a that's a that's a that's a conversation we need to have with black mothers. Uh let him Maybe episode 10, we bring a black mother on this station and we speak about that. But Mom Payne didn't give her the chance yeah. to do it. And I think a lot of amazing women out there are maybe dealing with that right now. Yeah. Being in a relationship with a man, a minority man, uh, maybe even a, a Caucasian male where yeah. the mother isn't allowing you to be a, a caretaker yeah. for this Take man. Over. To take uh, over, to pass the, to pass, pass, pass the, the rock. Pass the rock. Let, let, let the woman shoot. And I think Ooh. that was something extremely impactful for me. Well, Martin told Nipsey, when you come in the game, <laughs> pass the ball. He's pass, pass the ball. Pass the ball. And I think that was something amazing that I learned that, wow, I didn't think about that. And I got older, I actually made decisions on would my mother like her would my mother respect her you know what i'm a comedy person so i look first more for the comedy and when i watch martin i say darn this is the funniest show ever then i go back and watch fair prince and i'd be like wow this is the funniest show ever so with me it's whatever i'm watching at that moment i feel more attached to it so i'd be like hey i'm watching martin I'm laughing, I'm rolling, I'm finding things that, that, that pertains to me. Then I watch Fresh Prince and I'd be like, darn, Will had a lot of women and they were all fine. That don't pertain to me because I have a lot of fives and sixes. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm joking about that. But no, Fresh Prince, for real, for real. It, I'm going to go with Fresh Prince because it was so many different things that they went into. But it was more of a family show. Because it was a little cousin that came from Philly, born and raised. Because, you know, he lived on, he was on the playgrounds when he spent most of his days. <laughs> Chilling out, relaxing, no relaxing, all cool. Was I think they know, I know they, I think they know the song. Yeah, they were outside. Because where he came from. It was in the trenches. Yeah. So one day, <laughs> one day, some dude came in, you know, and jumped on his neck. Yeah. And he had to go to, you know, you know to L.A. and live with his Uncle Phil. And it's all there. And he had to go to a whole little bougie family and adapt to that. And I think what's hard for most of us in the black community to, to understand is 
Shoot, we didn't have much people to go to. Like, mom kicked us out or we had to leave. We went to another poor family. It's just it probably better poor than the regular poor. <laughs> better poor. <laughs> like, I might have my own bed at this, at this house instead of this house with three people in the room. But I think Fresh Prince dived into a whole lot of different things. Like, Will having to uproot himself and go into another place and become friends and meeting new people because everybody most people had to move from one school to another school and become friends with other people and, and have these people embrace you and take you in and he had to deal with that we had to deal with not having his mom and dad around a lot of you know us in our black community don't have our, our, our father around you're just dealing with your mom willing to have e- either as he got older because he had to go live with his uncle and his auntie so I think that was a whole other thing of like learning how to, to live with other people and, and growing with them. And then Will also didn't have his father who came back and I think that was one of the best episodes in history. Of course, on television. Uh, just showing the raw emotions. Yeah. To, and I think a lot of kids go through that of not having your father around and he might pop back up and be like, yo, why you can't be around for me all the time? Like, we can have a great bond. I am your sperm. Like, I'm part of you. Like, why can't we have something special together? And then he feels like you don't have something special, and then he's gone again. And a lot of kids deal with that. Like, your father's just not being around. So I think that aspect of it definitely hits the black community more than anything on Martin could. Because we deal with that a lot. Like we said, we're both fortunate to have our fathers in but I went around the block. A lot of people fathers were in there. True. And that sucks because you're asking a mom to do a lot of things that a father would do. Take you outside. Throw, play catch with you. And those things as a man, a boy, you need. Yeah. You need somebody to guide you how to be this person. And this will be another episode. It's hard for a woman to do that. She has... A million things on her plate already, and now she's teaching you to be a man, something that she never was. Yeah. Now she has to teach you to do something that she never did. So now you're you're trying to learn from her, but you you have to learn on your own also. So you're picking things up from other people. So I think for him to have Uncle Phil there and helping him become a better man was a big thing. It, it, it's something that. Every kid needs is a role model to look up to. And I think Uncle Phil was that guy. And for the black community, we need more of those guys in the community who's going to help us grow to be better. Because if we're better, we treat our women better. We treat our women I believe better. That. We treat our employers better. We, we know how to go around the streets. We know how to deal with, with, this is another topic, we know how to deal with cops pulling us over yeah. and not being, it's, not, it's definitely not all our fault. Yeah. But we can help the situation of how do we deal with them. And they had an episode about that of yeah. dealing with cops. Yeah. And Carlton's like, I think he pulled us over for the right reason. And we were like, she, yeah. he pulled us over because we was black yeah. going through a white neighborhood and a nice vehicle. And they didn't think that we should have been doing that. And I think those topics are big topics and it helps us grow. And I think Fresh Prince helped us grow into being better.
One of the episodes in French Prince, like I said before, I was leaning towards Fresh Prince as being more influential and um, meaningful to us was an episode where, unfortunately, uh, Will Smith was shot yeah. in an episode. And um, not to dive into anything too emotional, uh, unfortunately, I was a victim of gun violence at a very young age. And in that episode, Will Smith was very forgiving to this heinous, heinous actually, let me, let me say this again, this heinous act that happened to him because he knew that it was just a one in a million occurrence. They were... Or, or did he know like... This shit happens all the time in West Philly. And if, yeah, his upbringing was different. And and he knew they were at an ATM at night. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's the reality of some black urban youth. Yeah. Yeah, you don't, you don't go to the ATM, don't go to ATM at night. We, at, we know that. We, we, yes, we were raised in urban communities. Yeah. So when Carlton came to the, the hospital to see him and he gave him a hug and uh, Will Smith felt the gun. He was automatically bought the tears because he said, "I took a bullet for you. Yeah, I need you to be better than this. I don't need you to give your life up." And what people didn't understand seeing that episode was Will was saying, "I don't want you to do anything stupid to put you in jail." Yeah, for me. Yeah, I'm alive. I'm the victim, and I'm handling and I'm the victim. I'm handling it. And we're going to move forward. Yeah. This was unfortunate. You can't look, keep looking back. We're not going to lose you. Yeah. This didn't happen to you. It happened to us. Yeah. And I took a bullet. Yeah. As someone who has been a victim of gun violence, I know the anger that I had at that moment. Yeah. I was 13 years old. Yeah. And at 13 years old, you don't really understand the full scope of consequences or life or life and in my head i'm gonna shoot everyone <laughs> but i had someone in my life my brother mm-hmm. to say to me kenny uh shout out to kenny that um this was unfortunate yeah. it's a very very unfortunate situation my my grandmother who rest in peace was an amazing example of staying the course and understanding that life isn't perfect in my life just said to me this is a part of your story and at 13 I was able to understand that and truly comprehend it because I had amazing people in my life I always said to myself what if I took a straight bullet later in life how would I have reacted Mm -hmm. I maybe would have been stupid and thrown my life away uh, for vengeance so in that episode I always said to myself I hope people are really truly understanding the message that they're saying yeah Fucked up shit will happen yeah. in your life. Yeah, Everybody does. Your number one response shouldn't be emotional. No. Look at it for what it is. Dissect it. Were you at the wrong place at the right time? Or at the right place at the wrong time? Some shit's just unfortunate, bro. Or something just fucking happened. Yeah. But remember, it's a part of your story. Yeah. Your job is to make sure you're never in that position again. Yeah. Luckily for me, I've never been shot again. Uh, Fresh Prince went on for maybe another two seasons, and Will Smith was never shot again on that on that show. But it's it's truly about learning, and that was one of the episodes that I said to myself. So they're teaching, yes, and I love that. So I'm gonna say that with both shows, Fresh Prince 
is more of a family vibe. They give you the family aspects of life. And Martin gives you how you handle friends or don't handle friends. Adult life. It's, it's adult, adult life. life yeah. And relationships. It teaches you a lot about relationships. It definitely teaches a you a lot, lot about, about relationships. relationships. Because him and Gina definitely went through a, a lot, lot of things. A lot. Shows, huge breakups. Yeah. We all go you, through huge breakups. Everybody goes through it. You think, hey, the grass is greener on the other side. And it's not. And it's definitely not greener on the other side. Sometimes it is. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes a relationship is piss poor shit. And but, walk away from it. And you if walk, you're miserable, walk, walk away, away from it. But sometimes two people that love each other, they just they, they can't deny that they love each other. They're going to find their way back to yeah. each other. Like Martin and Gina did. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Will had a relationship with Lisa that didn't work out. And that showed another thing. It showed that, you know, we can make it all this way. We can love each other. But we just aren't right for each other. The fit is important. The fit is I think, important. And I thought they fit good. And then he saw some... He didn't even know her name was Beulah. <laughs> I think a lot of people... <laughs> Beulah. A lot of people look good in pictures and yeah. look good on paper. Yeah. But can you progress with that person? Can you? And for us, unfortunately, in our age group, marriage isn't an ab- objective. You know, it isn't something people are saying I want to go do. Times has changed. Yes, and and a part of me actually feels like the people who feel that way, and you genuinely feel that way because you haven't found your right fit. Mm-hmm. You're making the right decision. Yeah. But if you're just saying that because you want to play the field, you're an idiot. Yeah. Because there's beauty to that. Yeah. And for me, I've always said to myself, "Hey." One of the beautiful things I learned from Fresh Prince was you can have the family dynamic and be successful. Uncle Phil was a lawyer that yeah. turned into a judge yeah. that had three children and took in Will as a foster child. Yeah. So he had a house with four kids and he was as ambitious. And he was exactly had a fifth child as ambitious as a single man would be. Yeah. It showed us, hey, black men, you don't have to settle. sacrifice or settle, or settle yeah. your yeah. career okay, because another, you have a family. Another thing that led into was about marriage and talking with your spouse. Uncle Phil did do a great job of talking with Viv about him going for that judge job. Oh, I can learn a lot and from that. that led to some shit. I can learn a lot from that. And, and that showed another thing with communication. Communication is fucked up in, in, in relationships. Martin taught us that too. It definitely taught us that too. Gina, will you marry me? Are you happy now? Horrible. The Damn. worst, the worst proposal Damn. I've ever happy seen. Now. I've worst proposal I've ever seen in my life. For that proposal all my life. Worst proposal I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, so it showed us um communication with Uncle Phil and Viv. Like Uncle Phil already took the job. Didn't, she didn't, didn't, she, didn't tell he, her shit. He kept playing it off like, no, I you know, I'm just going to listen. But Uncle Phil already knew what he wanted to do. But he conveyed with her like, hey, you know, I am looking to be a judge. But you know what? We're still going to do our family thing and have a life together. And it's not going to stop us. She probably been more understanding. But, you know, as men, we find a way to go around it and and... Pausing it. 
So that showed us that we just have to be better communicators. And that's what I took from that show. That was another thing I took from that show. And I'm pretty sure if we go on and on and on, we'll find a million things from both shows that we that taught us put so much into our life, our relationships that we dealt with with our girls and how it helped us move forward or backwards. The the late great Nipsey Hussle uh, made a comment that said, um, "You're influenced by your parents when you're in the house and you're young, yeah. and then when you as soon as you step out of the house, the, the world gets you. The streets, streets get you. And I think one of the the, the great things about our upbringings mm-hmm. is that we were exposed to really good television." Oh, we were. Uh, the Cosby Show, oh, Fresh that, Prince. That's Martin. my show. And you don't realize until 20 years later, you learn so much from the television screen. We had uh, Different World. Different World. There was Living so single. Living Single was so many great shows. What else show we had? It was a lot, man. It was Mo a one on one. Moesha. It was great. And an amazing episode I want to go back to in Fresh Prince was. Yeah. So you, I think you, I think you're going. You're flipping sides from Martin to Freshman. Go I, I, I wanted to start the episode by, you know, stating the importance of what I personally learned from Martin. I, you know what? That I was something it, amazing. It you more? Yeah. You're, as, as you're older. You're a married man. Yeah. You, you're going to... I learned different so things at this aspect. So now you things differently. You're like, damn. I'm dealing with this shit. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm dealing with it. Uh, an episode that I thought was really great, and I think a lot of people... Unfortunately, have to deal with his drugs. First Prince, there was an episode where Mark, um, yep. Carlton, Carlton was taking speed. He was out there dancing. And um, he took it because of the pressure that he was going through in his scholastic journey. I thought it was because he had the pimple. No. The pimple became, became it, it, it became an issue, but it was because um, he wanted to keep up with his... Yeah. His journey, his journey was always to Princeton to be the number one student and all these different things. And he was getting a level of pressure in his household that I don't think his father knew he was putting on him. He was putting another great deal of pressure think, on himself. Put pressure on him? Yes, because another well, because he saw when 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 Will went ahead of the interview and was popping with Uncle Phil. And they was yes and no, but when your father's a judge. And he's black. And he was popular. And you live in Bel Air. Yeah. In the nineties, and you're black. Yeah. That's automatic pressure. Definitely pressure. So, in his mind, um, for a lot of listeners who but don't know, was didn't see everything. All he knew was to be great. Yeah, and 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 that level that that can drive you to the crazy he house. He didn't see the world till he went to Compton. That, <laughs> yeah. He was, he was my dog. He was, uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, Triple C or something like that when he was selling Korean Gucci bags. We'll get into that on episode 36 or something. Uh, but uh, something that was amazing for me to see that speed, if listeners that don't know well, speed is equivalent to like cocaine right now. Yeah. It just keeps you going. Yeah. It's a drug that keeps you going. Mm-hmm. And Carlton took this drug because he was feeling pressure. Yeah. He was feeling pressure to live up to his name. The bank's name was special. A lot of things, and that happens a lot in today. Like and, I, and I see people trying to get away from where they at in real life and how their emotions are Just going. escape. They, they just want to so escape. Much and, and they don't want to deal with it. So. They don't, they're, they're, and it's, and it's a mental route. escape. And it's an alternative route. And for me, I remember being young thinking, I don't truly 
comprehend this episode. Yeah. And then seeing it again later in my 20s and thinking, damn, I know so many of my friends who are taking drugs right now yeah. because they want to escape from no. their daily lives. No. So and it was like, shit. The, the amazing people at Fresh Prince, Benny Medina, Will Smith, Quincy Jones, were telling us this story that resonated with us 30 years later. It still resonates. And it today. still resonates. I know young kids who are drinking codeine. Oh, I think they are earlier today than taking we were Percocets back in our days. Because they can't cope with their day to day life. And especially right now, we're dealing with COVID 19. We're dealing with uh, uh, an, an unstable U.S. government. Depression and uh, financial instability. instability. Yeah. And the government is just. It's in a, it's an unfortunate time for teenagers right yep. now and young people. All right, so we had a discussion earlier about how Martin was a go getter, and that showed us like when he gave up the job at WZUP. What's up? <laughs> he gave up the job to be better in life, and at first it didn't go right. Oh, he had a very tough time. Remember, he was mopping floors. My, my dog was on the show. He was mopping floors. Talking about a seven, a, a, a big goat. He was. You ain't going back and give me a big goat. He was with Jonas. He was sleeping his He was mopping and floors. With Barnell Jones, Barnell Ellie, he didn't. Catfish. Delicious. Delicious. So, so he showed, that was a, that's an aspect of Martin that showed us the, which was different. Well, you know, Fresh Prince had an episode like that too. I'll get back to it. But uh, Martin showed us that everything doesn't work out perfectly. Even though he went a different route, he went to the cult and came back a different man. He had to find a job. The light bill wasn't paid. Everything. He was at Hoochie Burger. Can you get it? <laughs> he definitely was at Hoochie Burger. Wow. He's speaking to the Hoochie. Okay, he's speaking to the Hoochie. So, and then he finally got his break, which. Gina helped him. Yeah. Which is another thing, like, your girl, as a man, yeah. we take so much as being a man of we want to be that guy. It's forceful. We don't want no I'm a help. Viking. I'm a lion. No help. We're not accepting help. We're going to do it on our own. I'm going to go kill the, the lion and bring it back. Gina, <laughs> Gina helped him. She got him the call from, from the talk show, yeah. which led him Miss Rodriguez. Miss Rodriguez. Give him a call. <laughs> To, to, to get that job and then he did his own thing to become the man. So, like I said, both shows were so great because yeah. they hit different Once aspects. I have to say this before we okay. leave. We have a few more minutes. One of the amazing things that I learned from Martin was you can be a man in a relationship with a woman yep. that's more successful than you. Yo, wow. And still be a man. Yeah. Gina Waters was more successful than Martin for most of that show. She, he took it hard at first. And exactly. But mom was talking about But he oh, learned. Was but that was the thing. A lot of men are are influenced by outside forces. Yeah. When you're in your home with your woman, yeah. how do you feel? Like How do you You have to look at yourself do like How do you feel It doesn't matter What she does do She's a like CEO man? And you're the janitor When you home. guys are together How do you feel A, a lot of men Are influenced By outside forces yeah. If your friend On the basketball Says you're a scrub Hey are you going home To go cook yeah. That gets to you yeah. And and Martin was able To show us Hey man 
I'm going to encourage my woman to be better. I'm not going to stop her so she can get on my level because I'm lower. And like you said, in the beginning, it was difficult for her because of outside forces. And I think subconsciously, you get older and you realize that's a 50-50 shot when you meet a woman. Yeah. She don't. may be more successful oh, than you. Nowadays, women are doing it. They're they, getting their shit they they, together. They are doing everything to be They're better entrepreneurial. They, are, they, they don't need us. They don't. They don't. Because they can, and they can sell products better than us. You know why? Way better. They're marketable. They're marketable because they look better. They do. And, they do. And, and, and as men, and, and other women like looking at other women. And men and men aren't as supportive as women are. No, because they of, of like entrepreneurship. Oh, oh they, women are supportive of everything. I see a girl tell her ugly best friend, "Girl, you is popping." Yes, yeah. But you shouldn't wear that. But they don't tell her that. They don't tell her no, that. Oh my God, girl. But I I kind of respect yeah, we do that. that. God, we can't, oh no, you're first of all, we can't even do that. We might we be it. That yeah, exactly. But, and that's double standards in the world. Yeah, we're not gonna get into that, but we should. Well, um, but I definitely agree with that because there's this notion where men don't want to be in relationships with women that are more successful than them. That's false. That is truly false because if you're single today yeah. and you go out into the world and you go onto these social media apps, you're flipping the coin. Okay. That woman may have way more than you. Yes. Do not run away because no. she does. Oh, no, just. If it's either you gonna step your game up or allow her to inspire you, or inspire you, or is she gonna take you as is, and then y'all can just grow together, and you still handle your shit as a man and get it together. Yeah, that was an amazing thing that it taught me. Get it together, like and, uh, Martin it, taught me that. Yeah, you have to. It's get it okay together. to be in a relationship but I with think the so woman. Many people are fighting against each other in life. Like, no, it's a it's a partnership. Like whatever works. Can you say that word again? Partnership. Can you say that word one more time? I don't think most 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 relationships know that word. A R Yeah, we're not gonna get you to spell it. We're not gonna spell it. But most relationships don't know that term. No, because other people look at other people's relationships and what works for them. Forget what works for them. What works for you? What works for you and your spouse is a big thing. That's what matters. You can't look at how Jay and and Beyonce. First of all, you don't even know how they live. Have oh, you see no the clue. pictures they post and y'all be like, gold. Are they Jada really, and Will. Are they gold? Do you want an entanglement? You don't even know. Do you want an entanglement? You don't even know. You're always com- talking about goals. No. People what's compare it? too much. Look what's on your plate and what's on your plate. Eat what's on your plate. What works for you? Eat what's on your plate. What works for you? And then combine your plate with your partner plate and eat together. Eat together. And, and I think a lot of people are not eating together. They are. Oh, yeah. They are looking. Oh, I've, I've learned in my life. You got no red lobster biscuits? I don't got red lobster biscuits. What I've learned. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to piggyback on what you're saying. A lot of relationships, and, and it's they're doomed for failure, they're competing against each other. No, but it could be, it could be happy competition. No. I have no problem with happy competition. I think in relationships... It could be happy competition. No, no, no. I, I don't think any happy competitions are happening. I think if you and your girl are in the gym together and you want to get your best bodies, that's great. But I think if you're... Secretly jealous because the person's doing better than you yeah. becomes unhealthy. Yeah. So uh, back back to we we kind of segue. We do that a lot <laughs> no, but, on those guys but, talk. But, uh, those shows 
went into those aspects. Yeah, and they created these these yeah, topics for us. They created these topics. But that was something to that I into each one. So you saying I think I think you changed the French Prince. But no, I no, I, I, no, no. My stance, my my legitimate stance right now. Yeah. I think the first Prince of Bella was more influential. To me, yeah, I can't say it was more influential to the you black community. The, no, no, I said I, I preference myself by saying I went back to do some research okay. last night and it, and it, and, and it struck with me. But Fresh Prince to me and my life and the experiences that I've had in my 30 odd years, I won't say my age yet because I don't want you guys to think I'm old as shit. Uh, thank you. I, I've been exfoliating. <laughs> uh, shout out to the wonderful people at, I won't say the brand's name because they have not cut the advertising check. <laughs> uh, um, I've learned more from Fresh Prince because my, my life resonated and was more relatable to that exact sitcom. I, I said Fresh Prince as well, and I think both were great shows because if I go home right, if I'm home right now in my bed and Fresh Prince is on BET, who we gotta watch that show all day. If Martin's on right now, we have to watch that show as well. Whatever we have planned, it might not be planned anymore, and I need somebody to understand that. I think, in conclusion, uh, people that are raised in the '90s, we were spoiled. Oh, I think that's the conclusion. So much. Good we had amazing television, and every time, and and every time I watch a show from back then, I'm like, darn. I remember when I was 8, 10 years old watching this show. We didn't fully understand, but uh, we appreciate. And now that we're in our 30s, we just want to say thank you to everyone. So um, thank you guys for tuning in. Episode 2, Those Guys Talk. It's been amazing. It's been check, fun. Check back in with us, man. We got another few topics. We got a lot of topics we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, man. It's, it's going to get more exciting. It's going to get a little more controversial. The topics are going to get a little dicey. Um, I, I hope you guys tune in. Spicy. <laughs> Nick, I think we were phenomenal today. We were pretty damn good. Could we be better? We could be. But I want to be I Am Legendary. <laughs> Tune in next week for the therapy session. Those guys talk. I don't know. Remember, I keep still real.